Come explore our world of coffee. Deluna Coffee features over two dozen different blends. Deluna's unique roasts can be delivered ground finely for drip coffee makers, coarse for the craft crowd, untouched as a whole bean, or even in convenient K-cups. Founded in 2014 by the Lemmix family, Ed and Brett are FSU alums and boosters who are extending a special offer to all listeners. Use the promo code WARCHANT15 for a 15% discount. Visit DeLunaCoffee.com and check out their Facebook and Instagram. From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Wake up, wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more corner pocket. Now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunchavandy and Corey Clark. What is up, people? I'm Aslan Giovanni. That's Corey Clark. You've already heard that. Welcome on to this live edition of Wake Up War Champ, presented by the Corner Pocket Barn Grill. And since we are live, it's also courtesy of our great friends over at DeLunaCoffee.com. Let's go on a quick journey on the internet, shall we? Let's go to DeLunaCoffee.com. Let's explore their world of coffee. We like to go to the shop button up top, and then we like to go to gifts, because that's where you can find the tumblers, the bundles, everybody. Get Coffee or hot chocolate, depending on where you are on the spectrum when it comes to your morning startup. Also, a sweet treat thrown in there and a coffee sampler uh, when you're going with the coffee bundle and the the, the tumbler, obviously. Right, Corey? The tumbler. Mm. Oh, oh, absolutely. Look at that. That thing is beautiful. I mean, I don't want to say that Mike Norvell copies everything that we do on the show, but I feel like the icy white jerseys kind of you know came after we unveiled the white, amazing tumbler. So mm. prove me wrong. Prove right, me wrong. Right. I can't. Wake Up War Chant presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. This is your Thursday podcast, which means today, in the future, as we sit here live everybody Wednesday, it would be bingo night. So pull out your dauber. Is that what it's called, Corey? Your dauber? Mm-hmm. To- yep, your old dauber. Yeah, pull that out. Head to Corner Pocket Bar on Thursdays for bingo, Tuesdays, trivia, but every night of the week, uh, an awesome, fun time, and then lunch specials daily throughout the week. So check out our good friends over at Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, that QR code top of the screen. You can hit that with your camera app and go right to their website. Our website, warchant.com, premium access, only $10 for an entire year, everybody. So you missed out on the dollar. Now you have to spend 10, 10 times as much to get an entire year of access, but it's still only 10 bucks, Corey. It's still a great it? deal. It's still an unbelievable right. deal. Amazing. Well said, Corey. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's how about 20 bucks? Aaron could have could have sponsored two people to become members of Warchant, but we appreciate it nonetheless. How about a little music? Aaron P, thank you very much, by the way, Aaron. Appreciate that, man. 20 bucks our way. He throws Corey, says, what's up, fellas? Life? Living? How are you, Corey? How, what's up in Atlanta right now, the greater Atlanta area? Uh, nothing, man. Nothing. We're, uh, you know, I'm just, just living life, uh, trying to take care of this kid the best I can, doing what I can, man. Doing what I can. Just being an NLE's champ feels good? That don't feel bad. I'll be honest with you. Got a little dicey there on uh, on Tuesday night, buddy. I had a 2-1 game in the ninth. I didn't like where that was heading at all, but uh, Kenley Jansen held it down. I didn't watch that last inning, and we're, we're NL East champs for the fifth year in a row. Incredible. Almost incredible. half my lifetime has been spent as an NL East champion. Yeah. All right, he needs some advice from us. Uh, neither of us have daughters. I don't even have a child or a wife, uh, but I appreciate it. Let's go for it, Corey. Wife and I welcomed two beautiful baby girls last week. That's awesome. So I'm wow. twins then. Um, Good they- luck, Aaron. Not because they're girls, just twins. You hear these horror stories about twins for the first 
I don't know, man, 12 years, 16 years. I mean, oh. it goes along. I mean, twins are tough now. Twins are tough. It's it's two for the price of one, but it's, it's two mouths to feed, two babies crying. What if they're not on the same sleep cycle? Man, good luck, Aaron. We are thinking about you, buddy. Aaron, my buddy, Mercedes Mike's got twins. Piece of cake, you said. You know, you got mm. once you start going to three, then you got to play zone coverage at home. But you know, you probably will be able to get both of them into the same sort of routine. So best of luck to you. But here's the the quandary, Corey, is that his wife is a Gator fan. So how should I go about winning this impending civil war for our girls' fandom? Well, I mean, you're the man of the house, Aaron. You tell you tell them what's what. That's uh, that was a joke, by the way. I'm uh, happily divorced, as you can imagine. So I'm not the best person to ask uh, this question. Um, you know, it'd be, it, that's really interesting. A Florida state and a Florida fan growing up. I think they'll, I think they'll gravitate to whoever's more passionate. So if you're more passionate than your wife, like if she's a Gator fan and name, but doesn't really care as much as you do, then I feel like they're going to see how invested if they become sports fans, they're going to see how invested dad is and then ride with dad. If mom, just pays attention some of the time. And if it's the reverse is true where you don't pay attention all that time, but the mom does, then I think they'll ride with mom. Corey joking about his uh, traditional values. I won't. Um, I'll go old school. You are the man of the house. Put your foot down. Oh, no, 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 no. no. But for real, though, how about just uh, some classical playbook stuff with give them Florida State gear? I, th I think garnet and gold, for yeah. real, for real, Absolutely. just looks better is a more flattering color palette uh, for most of us here in this world. It's weird that his question shows up on the screen as orange and blue. <laughs> right. What's going on there, Aaron P? They're they're conspiring, the Gator yeah. fans, man. They're conspiring. They're all over the place. So I would say, uh, I don't know if you got a, a sister, maybe sister-in-law. Uh, find some real cute Florida State outfits, man, and get yeah. them photographed in that, looking really adorable. So when they get older, they'll do their throwback Thursday on whatever Instagram is going to be in 2044. And they're like, oh, I was a Florida State fan back then. Um, and they'll they'll identify with that. So I would say also they're when they're three and four years old, they're not going to be uh, cognitive enough, smart enough to, to if you just put in the, the like the YouTube video of the Florida State National Championship game against Auburn, but act like it's happening in real time. They won't know the difference. So you can act like you're real. You're you know, you're really uh, you're nervous and anxious and then go crazy when Kelvin catches the pass. That'll be burned in their brains forever, and they're always going to want to see dad like that again, and they're going to root for Florida State because of it. Best of luck, Aaron. Let us know how we can help in this endeavor. I'm here for you, man. Got to do the right thing. Um, our guy Nameless says, can anyone let me know how to get a question to the Renegade Express? Now, somebody emailed me this, too. There'll be a thread on the Warchant.com Tribal Council around midnight Wednesday, technically Thursday morning, so it'll be up for about 12 hours. We'll leave it up from midnight to noon. Got to go to warchant.com. Got to be a member, subscriber, tribal council. Post your question in there. We'll try to get to it as quickly as we can. And we do try to get to all of them. We Much do. to my chagrin. We love you, but there's so many. But we we do try to get to all of them, gang. And we've been figuring it out. It's been working out the last. Yep. We've been bundling yep. them together, you know, like flow from Progressive. Let's talk practice, Corey. On Wednesday, you're up in Atlanta. I was down here in Tallahassee, but you listened to all the interviews. I'm sure you definitely want to talk about Johnny Wilson. I know you did a write-up on him afterwards, a story. Uh, which was incredible. The quotes that he gave us is really cool. Yeah. Um, you know, I think the biggest takeaways from Wednesday's practice was speaking to Mike Norvell afterwards and getting confirmation that Jared versus for all intents and purposes, sounds like he's going to be a full go last week. He was on that kind of limited pitch count. Amari Gaynor fully suited and participating in practice. He'll be on the Jared verse schedule from last week. Sounds like kind of a limited. We'll keep an eye on him, but they will deploy him. 
against NC State, and then also sounds pretty encouraging about Robert Scott. Uh, that's the hugest pieces of news because, man, not making excuses, everybody's hurt around the country. Everyone's dealing with injuries. Uh, several of the teams that we've played against, we've profited from because they've been hurt. Uh, but it's going to be a real shot in the arm here getting those guys back, especially if all three of them are, are going to play, which Robert Scott's the most unlikely of those three. It sounds we're definitely getting full go from verse, and we're going to get something from Amari Gainer. If those three guys can can play and get you you know, the amount of reps that you're thinking in your head, Corey, how much more optimistic do you feel about this matchup in Raleigh on Friday night? Uh, it's Saturday night, but Saturday, uh, sorry. yeah, you just you're on Louisville week. You you yeah, just always I think cool. Louisville and NC State are the same team. You've thought that for years. Um, you know, I I think I I am of the opinion right now, and again, nobody tells me anything, and I'm not a doctor, but just watching what I watched on practice Tuesday, um, yeah, I think Robert Scott's got a decent chance to play. I I I do. I mean, I don't know that you know we'll see. I'm sure it'll be a game time decision, and we'll see, but. Um, I, I can tell you this, I feel more confident about him playing this week than I did Jared Verse playing last week. And Jared Verse did play last week. So we'll see. Um, and look, if he can't go, he can't go. It, it, was a, it wasn't the easiest injury to overcome. But yeah, man, I, I think, you know, Jared Verse is a difference maker. Jared Verse is a potential first round pick. Getting him back for, you know, you don't want him to play 83 snaps or every, every snap. He doesn't necessarily have to be Jermaine Johnson was last year. But doubling that snap count this week to 46 to 50, well, that's 46 to 50 plays. You have your best defensive player on the field. That's always a positive. That's a plus. And then um, then the next week, maybe he's 100% going all the time against Clemson. So that, that, that just not only does it bode well for this week, it really bodes well for next week where maybe all three of them are in position to play is the maximum number of reps they would play. Uh, continuing on to practice, Noel Fan 407 asking about it. Also, kickers, uh, check out my Twitter. Or we can, I should pull up the maybe the, the YouTube video. Actually, I probably can here. Mm, okay. Uh, but, you know, we had heard going into the Boston College week, apparently Ryan Fitzgerald did really good in practice, but he missed an extra point against the Eagles. And then last week, going into Wake Forest, he had hit all of his kicks in practice, which we saw. Uh, we were keeping kind of tabs on a little bit but it didn't translate to the game. Well, not actually in a, in a live situation, but during, you know, period number two there, you know, they missed, they missed the kicks, man. Uh, 97 and 88, you know, Aiden Shariari is, is kind of like your next in line, you would think. Uh, so that's probably not the best sort of sign, but I guess maybe since him and Fitzgerald both struggled in that period, I don't know if that opens a door now for you to go ahead and uh, I think Max Larson is his name, 99. He made the field goals while I was filming that sort of segment. I, I just don't know, Corey. We've talked about it probably too much when it comes to kickers, but are you still of that mindset where maybe you, you start off with one of the walk-ons at this point? If that doesn't work out, then you go to Ryan Fitzgerald, or do you start with Fitzgerald, or are you just going for I two? I would think the, the only kicks that matter this week, honestly, are from the walk-ons because there's nothing that Fitzgerald can do, I would I would assume, in the coaches' minds to convince them he can handle the moment when it matters on Saturdays because they know he can kick in practice. So it, it doesn't even, it do, there's no reason to even care about what he does in a practice. Misses, makes, what it, what does it matter? Uh, but I do think that the, the if the other walk-ons can give it a go and look competent um, and confident, then maybe you give one of them a try. Maybe there's some, uh, um, I don't know, man, maybe there's there's some magic in one of their legs where they get, 
they they can go on a roll. I mean, that looked like a real kick there from our from our man Larson. Um, left footed too, huh? Yeah. Okay. The lefty. Hey, this this school's had good luck with lefty kickers. Yeah. I think Janikowski was the last one. But see, these are just these are warm ups. I mean, I know you're you're filming it. They they all matter. They they track all these things. And if you if you're just listening to the podcast, we're watching the kickers kick from I don't know, man. Were those forty five yarders, forty yarders? Um, maybe even less than that. Um, they all they all seem to strike it well. But man, I just it gets to the point with what you see with Fitzgerald in a practice that not translating into a game, it almost doesn't matter what he does in that building. He has to do it in a game for him to get any sort of confidence at all and for them to have any confidence in him. Eventually, at some point here, this is where we begin. There we go. So that one goes wide right. Yeah, but that looked like a real kick. Yeah, well, here's the high. It was hit with authority. Those are the kicks that you can live with. It's the ones that look like they're they're just line drive yuck that are this. Coming at me. Coming at me, Corey. Right at you. Did it hit you? It almost did. So oh, I don't know. Nice. Maybe, maybe they were aiming at me. But I was going to say, maybe the next time stand between the, the two yellow posts, Aslan. You yeah. could cure, we know the cure to the Florida State kicking ales now. Just put you in the middle. Yeah. So uh, 99, though, didn't get the memo. He still struck it right down the uh, main street there. So uh, we'll see, uh, again, how things shake out Saturday. You and I will be in Raleigh. So I'm sure the binoculars will be out. And you guys will be uh, seeing what's going on with the kick game as they get things warmed up here. Let's see here. Rob Krause, interesting note. NC State is the longest consecutive ACC matchup for Florida State. They've played every year since 92, including the COVID season. We do not play them next year, though, because this whole no division thing. Yeah, I wonder if they play Wake next year. Do we know what the schedule is like for next year? Like, think about, we've talked about this before, but Florida State, there's a good chance the five best ACC teams are all in the Atlantic if you include Syracuse and Florida state has to play all of them. Well, next year they might only just have to play two Clemson and then Syracuse at home. Uh, just again, it's a little unfortunate timing that if they would have gotten rid of divisions this year, then you wouldn't have, you wouldn't be playing at NC state this week. You'd might be playing at Georgia tech or at Duke. Yeah. I don't know for sure. I mean, I know they unveiled that new model there where you got your, your, your permanent, your three yeah. primaries or whatever, but, uh, not sure exactly where NC State fits into uh, the schedule for next year. But, yeah, I would think there's going to be at some point there. I mean, if you're going to be able to play all these teams, you know, at some point within the next, what, like five or six years, we'll see if this yeah, conference who is knows? Around. Is the conference still going to be around? Yeah, who knows? Yeah, so now we go here. Um, yeah, a lot of people asking about Master Mom. They've got kickers on the roster besides Alex and Ryan. So Alex Master Mono is not an option at, at kicking. Place kicking, that is. So, uh, Aiden Sherriari, and then I think Max Larson is his name. Those are the guys that are pushing right behind. Unless he take, you know, there's a chance. I mean, he's got a lot of hours in a day. He might go out there on his own and practice kicking, but I've never seen him take a kick at all. I've never seen him practice kicking. I've never seen him kick off a tee. It's all punning with him. So, I would assume they just want him to concentrate on that. Miss Palalis is here. She says, Good evening. What percentage of confidence do you have if we play as we did in the first four games? Of a win on Saturday night, Corey. If they play as well as they did the first four games, I would fifty-five uh, percent. Oh, that low? I'd say like sixty-five. Well, I mean, I'm not, I'm not going to count that they were great against Louisville. I, I don't know that their effort in Louisville beats NC State. Um, 
especially defensively. You know, it's a completely different offense you're going against, but they weren't, they didn't, they weren't overly, overly impressive against Louisville. What was impressive in Louisville was just the fight in the heart and the it, overcoming all those injuries to critical players and still winning that game and making plays at the end. But I would say, uh, if they if they play like they did against Wake, and I know that wasn't the question that was asked, I would give them a 20% chance to win. And overall, I'd say I'd give them a 49% chance to win. Growing up, my dad used to take me to the game at the stadium. We'd watch our favorite team play, and then we'd always eat at Zaxby's. That's why it means so much to me that Zaxby's is the official chicken of college fans. To me, they go together perfectly. It reminds me of my dad and... Oh, come on, Rap! Are you serious? Get some glasses! Terrible call! Now, I take my kids to the game, and we always eat at Zaxby's, too. It's tradition. We're proud to be the official chicken of college fans. Zaxby's, indescribably good. And don't forget to listen in for the Zaxby's indescribably good player of the week every Monday on Wake Up War Chant. All right, let's uh, wrap things up and come to practice here. We'll be taking questions from everybody here on YouTube. Just, you know, we spoke to Mike Norvell after practice, Sean Ward, Marquiston Douglas, as well as Johnny Wilson. Johnny Wilson was at the, the main kind of podium, if you will. Uh, really kind of revealing comments from him when it comes to his journey to get to Florida State, Corey. I mean, was was the quote, like, I thought nobody else wanted me? Uh, yeah. Tell people in on uh, Johnny's sort of sojourn, his story, his journey here to Florida State as we got to speak to him today. Yeah, he was he was asked um, about just that, that phone call with Norvell or how we got in contact with Norvell. And he said, you know, when he was in the portal, the only school that he could remember contacting him at all or answering back a message of his was Oregon State. Like, nobody wanted me was his answer. Um, and then he he left a – the way it sounded like was he left a message. And so he legitimately wondered, am I done playing football? Because he wasn't going to go back to Arizona State. And if none of the big boys wanted him, was he was he the kind of kid – I assume this is the, 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 the math he's doing in his head. Is he going to go play at a lower school? if none of the other power five schools want him or does he would just rather be a regular student. And so he was legitimately wondering if he was going to be a college football player this year in 2022, he called Norvell and left a message. And then Norvell called him. I think Norvell said he called him back within 30 minutes. I, I feel like I remember that from an interview earlier in the year, but yeah, I thought it was enlightening for him to like, he was, he was truly struggling with whether he was going to be a college football player. And he also admits like he, you know, it sounds like he clearly wasn't having the best of times in Tempe. Um, not many people were, but he does admit that he got a he got less complacent. Like he studied playbooks more, he worked harder, he he drilled after practice more. Um, but yeah, when you you so it's a really interesting story. I you know you would have thought former four star recruit. I think he was a top hundred player in the country. Um, had only played like a year and a half really because they they play, they had a four a four game season in twenty twenty. And then he got hurt in 2021. So he'd only played like 11 or 12 games in his career. So it's weird that more coaches weren't on him, um, but they weren't. Norvell's the one that saw it. And, you know, when you look at uh, maybe not, well, that's on three. I, I thought in the other, maybe one of the other networks, he was a little ranked a little higher than that. But either way, think about what this does, man. In the, in the, in the brand new world, the exciting new world of the portal, you 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 said earlier today that the Jared Verse is now mocked in the first round in one of these drafts. Now a, a mock draft in the October fifth is oh, you can make ESPN. a mock. Yeah, it was like Kuiper. It was Kuiper McShay. It was somebody who's got who's got yeah. some juice. But still, it it's fine. It's still October. I, I care about the mock drafts in March and April, but not the ones in October because so much changes. 
uh, once they really start getting scouted by actual scouts and not McShay and Kuiper. But he's going to be drafted. He might be a first-round pick, Jared Verse. Jermaine Johnson was a first-round pick. Johnny Wilson will be drafted uh, at some point. I don't know if he projects as a first-round pick, but, man, you start thinking about the, the kind of groundwork that Mike Norvell is laying in this transfer portal deal now. That is a huge deal. Nobody wanted Johnny Wilson. Think about what, what great marketing that is. Like, yeah, sure, some people wanted Jermaine Johnson, but he wasn't a starter at Georgia. Um, nobody wanted Johnny Wilson. Micah Pittman was kind of an afterthought at Oregon. I don't think they thought that was a huge loss to lose him. Now they're all having they, – they're resurrecting their careers at Florida State. I just think that – what that's – and let's just use, like, say, a backup offensive lineman at the University of Georgia that never gets to play. Now you can look at a school like Florida State and say, not only, yeah, I'm leaving a team that wins, but I want a chance to go play for a real football school and and to be and to have a chance to play at the next level. And instead of me, you know, just wallowing here on the bench, I can go play and get meaningful reps, put stuff on film, and become a draft pick. He's done that now with multiple guys, or will by by the time April runs around. I think. Johnny Wilson is a great marketing strategy. I mean, not that they did it for this reason, but he and Jermaine Johnson and Jared Verse are great ambassadors for Florida State University in the transfer portal. Yeah. Gator Kirk says, uh, get your twins, Aaron P., a lifetime subscription award chant. That's probably a good way to start the That's band. smart, Gator Kirk. And get it now while it's only $10. Don't, don't wait till it's $150 next year. Uh, Chris Vickers in the house. Shout out, Chris. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Two bucks in the jar. Everything counts. Thank you, Thanks, Chris. Chris. Thank you, man. You're the best, he says, Corey. Yeah, you know, no lies detected, are there, Aslan? No lies three detected. Three exclamation points. Jordan Travis rushing yards, question mark, Corey. I'll say 44. I think it's going to be unleashed a little bit more since I, you know, I planted that, I planted the seed in Norvell's brain on Monday. Like, hey, what's going on with this guy? Why isn't he running more? And Norvell was like, oh, you know what? I need to start doing that a little more. And then here we're, we're going to see the uh, uh, the exploits on Saturday. But I, I do think it's going to, there has to come a time, some point this year, he is not going to run for 75 yards total this season. It just defies belief that that's going to happen. There will be a game where his legs pick up multiple first downs, and it might be Saturday night. Eric Angel, Winston Wright, practice today, Aslan and Corey? Yes, he did. Uh, this is something we hadn't seen him do. I hadn't seen him do this drill uh, yet. I still think he's weeks at best, weeks away from returning. But, yeah, he was at practice spotted today, as you see him on your screen. If you're not listening uh, to it on the video, podcast listeners it's they got a bungee cord strapped to basically his waist the teammates holding in and you're running back and forth getting some resistance on a football that you're gripping onto ball control kind of stuff like that so he's hey, out back there. to the kickers oh i thought we we're gonna watch the kickers uh, again we're gonna bail out of the kickers uh moving things along here on wake up war chant presented by our good friends over corner pocket bar and grill and but you feel better about winston right on wednesday than maybe you did last week or even tuesday right like i, I feel like you know, I I definitely think he's coming along. I I I'm a little bit surprised that my you know I would have suspected October maybe this game even would have been his first game, and who knows it might be. Um, by the way, I saw him move in August. Um, but you know, it, it's still if he wasn't going to play, he wouldn't be out there. There, the, he is still on track to play at some point this season. I mean, again, 
I know he was the most accomplished receiver they had, but I'm totally content with what they have at wide receiver. He's a, a total bonus. I mean, I hope for him personally. I know he doesn't he doesn't want to go an entire season without playing football. So I do I do hope he's able to return as soon as possible. But I mean, I, I think there's bigger fish to fry for Florida State right now than worrying about if they're going to get another receiver back. Because I think Micah and Johnny are plenty good enough. Pokies, well, especially if you don't know what he is. Like yeah. how how close is he to to a hundred percent if he does come back? But let's say this: if if it's a hundred percent Winston Wright, that's a big deal for your offense. It's a big deal. It just is. Wow. He's you know look think how good Micah Pittman is, and he's four times as accomplished as Micah Pittman. I mean, imagine having that on the other side of your slot. Uh, that'd be or or giving Micah Pittman more of a break. Like that's a pretty good rotation to have Winston Wright and Micah Pittman at your slot. Less is more, brother. Less is more. Okay, I don't, I I don't like I this you. seven eight man you. rotation stuff. Nolfan407, if FSU somehow puts 28 up in Raleigh, is it enough to win, Corey? I think so. I think it gets you a, a one-point win is what I'm is what I'm predicting there. I, I think NC State's going to put up around 27. If you go by what Vegas thinks, um, this is the math, I, the quick math I did. NC State's a three-point favorite, and the over-under total is 51. So that means they think it'll be a, a, right around a 27 to 24 game with NC State winning. That seems about right. So I would say 28 points could and should get it done. If they, if you give up more than 30, uh, other than like on a blocked punt or a kick return or some nonsense, if they go down the field and score four or five touchdowns against you, that's a bad, bad day. This is not that NC State offense. They they haven't done that to really almost anyone. Yeah, no, they're, uh, I think Charleston's the only, Charleston Southern's the only school they've, well, UConn they put 41 up on. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's not your daddy's UConn. They're actually uh, halfway decent, but they're okay. 82nd in total offense, uh, 55th in scoring offense at 32.8 points per game. But yeah, they're not even getting 400 yards of offense in a game. Not even 390. They get 384. So yeah, don't 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 let if you score 28 and you lose that that's something went wrong. Yeah, you you will be upset. I don't know how many people are upset about the Wake Forest game. I think we're more disappointed, but I think you'll be angry. Uh, angry. Yeah, agreed. You know what puts me in a good mood, Corey Clark? Let's hear it. Let's see it. Joel Davis. Joel Davis. Joel what? Davis, $500. Let's go. Joel wants to party. We're going to party, man. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> the great Joel Davis. Coming hot and heavy. Pillar Joel Davis. is I... Wins, losses. It doesn't matter to this guy. He's consistent. Actually, no. I'm, I'm sure I, his name isn't on the pillar because I forgot to bring it to Jacksonville to have him sign it. But there is a tomahawk on here for him because he's the man. He's the dude. Joel, thank wasn't you. he in New Orleans? He was definitely in New Orleans. Did you not? Yeah, did he I make... didn't. Have, I didn't have a sharpie, man. I didn't have oh, a sharpie. So you brought the pillar, but no sharpie. Well, because it started raining. I was going to walk to CVS, grab a Sharpie, then go there, but I ended up, you know. Well, it started raining at like 2.30 when the when the event started at 2. Well, Just throwing that out there. Oh, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm running late. It's what I do. It's <laughs> I part of my DNA. Joel, you're the man. You're general. You are definitely the man, Joel. Thank you so much, but man. Thank you very, very much. That's way too kind. You were the best, buddy. You were the best. Good Noel. A good Noel, Joel Davis. I lean on Corey for everything on this show. Florida State knowledge, life knowledge, also pop culture knowledge. So I know this is regarding a movie, but it's a movie that I never saw. So oh, concerning the kicking situation, are the rumors true that FSU has reached out to Ray Finkel? So you, how do you know it's a movie then with Ray Finkel? 
It's, I think it's that something from Ace Ventura. Yeah, man. Finkel is Einhorn. Einhorn is Finkel. It's I'm not good. There's kids watching this. We're not going to go. Maybe not even the right climate to to talk about the last ten minutes of that movie uh, with Sean Young, who, by the way, Sean Young back in the day uh, was something else. But anyway, that's not for this show either. Um, but yeah, so it's uh it's the. I guess Finkel was the so Finkel was the kicker or the yeah Marino was the holder Finkel yeah that's right yeah so uh, yeah Finkel is the one that misses the kick for the Dolphins in the Super Bowl because the laces were out or no the laces weren't out and that's why he was so mad is because Dan Marino didn't put the laces out and that's why he missed the kick. There you go. People chiming in here. Yeah, yeah, uh, that would be great. What do you think about uh, a kicking coach? Not just for Florida State, just in general. Just like why colleges don't do it. I, that's a good question. That I don't have an. I guess. I guess my thought would be like, why not have a kicking coach like you have a uh, um, a mental coach that like the one that uh, Moad that used to go around from all these other schools. Could there be a kicking coach that goes and works with college kickers that you trust, like that you trust to work with your guys? That's all. Yeah, it just. You need to be able to troubleshoot yourself. I guess maybe that's maybe that's, that's the crazy that's, part of that position. It's the only yeah. position on the campus that we cover where the coaches are like, "Hey, man, figure it out yourself." I don't know. Go go look at a YouTube clip. <laughs> see what you're missing, man. Go go call your mom or dad and see if they see anything. I ain't got no idea. I have no idea. I know I'm a coach, but I'm not the coach of that. Like, imagine a. Um, it's like a golf coach. You need a swing coach. You probably need a leg swing. But that's coach. what I was going to wonder. Yeah. I wonder if Trey has a swing coach like that's on call for the FSU golf team, or they have their all, all own swing coaches back in their in their hometowns. Yeah, uh, maybe that's something to think thing. about. Something to think about. That's all as I'm saying. Uh, it's just going to be the SEC has the money to burn. That's going to be the thing. Yeah, absolutely. But once they push, I guess that's probably part of it too, though, right? As you're you're limited to the ten on field assistants. Well, this would be you like want- just a roving instructor almost. He's All not right. he's not part of your actual 10 assistant football staff. All right. Thoughts on how aggressive they are. This comes from James Gavins. We're going to keep Joel's name on the screen because gosh darn it, he deserves yeah, absolutely. It. He's earned it. He's earned it. Uh James Gavins ponders thoughts, gentlemen, on how aggressive they are with our wider, I guess maybe they being the coaching staff, with our wide receiver room since NC State's defense is pretty stout. I think Running he's talking back. about their corners and their secondary, maybe. Okay. Um, um, very scattershot thoughts here. But, yeah, go ahead. Anything, any thoughts on that, Corey? I, I mean. Just reading it, maybe. I don't know. Oh, maybe he is talking about. Yeah, I guess you're right. Um, look, man, I, I think you've got to hit a couple of huge chunk plays to win this game. I, I do not foresee your offense going down 80 yards and 11 plays multiple times and winning this game on just consistent good drives. You're going to have to have a couple of chunk plays and 50, 60-yard touchdowns. That defense is too good. And quite frankly, your offense hasn't been isn't good enough in the red zone. You don't have a kicker you can trust. So you it puts so much – yeah, great. You got the ball to the NC State 27-yard line, first and 10. What do you do now? Now is when the game starts. Now is when the drive starts because you're not guaranteed of any points right here. Not only has your red zone offense not been good, but you don't have a kicker. You're, you might even attempt a field goal. So – that's why I think if you could get a couple of, uh, you know, 50, 60-yard touchdowns, those are always nice, where you don't have to get inside the red zone and figure out a way to get in the end zone or get points on the board. Um, but, yeah, I, I would think your, your, your biggest advantage in this game, to me, is your wide receivers. And that's kind of going to be against anybody you face from here on out, I would think, at least on offense. 
your, quarter, your quarterback's seeing it well, and you have some uh, really talented wide receivers that can go make plays. So that I would be very aggressive with them and try to use them a lot. It's winning season, everybody. It's football season. Get involved over at mybookie.ag. Use that promo code WARCHANT. Your first deposit instantly. Instantly. Dollar for dollar gets match right there on the spot. As you see on your screen, listening to us on the podcast, thank you. Florida State, three-point underdog at North Carolina State. Over-under is 51. That's very similar. That's also the over-under, I think, on the Alabama A&M game, surprisingly. Look at that, 51 as well. But a 24-point spread. Crazy how that they, That's with not knowing if Bryce Young's going to play? Wow. That's how they set it up there. Uh, you probably know who's going to win this game and more. So head over to mybucky.ag. Use the promo code WARCHANT. Get that first deposit doubled. Parlay, single games, prop bets. It's all there at mybucky. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with mybookie.ag. Again, use that promo code WARCHANT. Gator Kirk wants us to work harder. Why don't we get access to see practice on Thursday and Friday for home games? I would. I don't know the answer to that. Um, uh, you know, they don't – It those aren't the type of necessarily strenuous practices that Tuesday and Wednesday are. Um, so it's not like we're missing a whole lot necessarily – um, maybe that is maybe Friday is the day where they really give the injured guys a go to see if they can do it. Um, also they might have trick plays and game plan stuff in there that they don't want us to necessarily see. We don't see a lot of that kind of stuff. Um, we see a lot of drill work and a lot of one-on-one work. We don't necessarily see, Hey, run, run this triple reverse, flip it to Trayshawn, Who's then going to punt it. Um, we saw something yesterday. We saw something on Tuesday, Corey. We saw something on Tuesday. I did. And if anybody wants to know, just uh, get up, fly, get up into my DMs. I'll tell you all about it. I'll tell you everything we saw. But I assume it's that, right? Like it's more game planning stuff on Thursday and Friday. And I think Friday's more of a walkthrough anyway. Um, so you know, I really, in all, in all honesty, we're probably just missing a practice on Thursday that would that would matter. I don't know. I don't have a good answer to that. I was I was thinking it's more of just like I, I need at least one practice with my guys where you people aren't there watching us. It's yeah. Give me some space. Uh, it's more than generous to have us out there on Tuesday and Wednesday. Maybe when we're not out there, Norvell's like Charlie Brown, just all mopey, and he doesn't want us to see him. You Can you imagine that? Just like a guy that just does, kind of leans back against the goalpost, like whatever y'all want to do, it's fine, whatever. Because that guy goes 100 miles an hour every moment of every day. All right. Uh, Andres was pondering if FSU were to finish 10 and two or better, does it help us leave the ACC quicker, Corey? No, what helps you leave the ACC quicker is even in that game. And I know it, it was a matchup of two ranked teams um, with Wake and Florida State, but obviously Florida State isn't dynasty Florida State and it's still Wake Forest. They're bringing no eyeballs, none, zero. And it was still the sixth most, sixth most watched game of the weekend. And it was a 330 game. So it was going up against um, Alabama and whoever Alabama beat Arkansas. Wasn't it going up against that game? Yeah. At least parts of it. So it was a 330 game against other regional 330 games. And it still was like this. It drew 2.9 million. Much like the Florida State Louisville Friday night game was the second most watched Friday night game in the last five years. The Florida State LSU game was the most watched Sunday night game of all time. Like, or maybe it was last year, Florida State Notre Dame. Those are the reasons. It's not really the record. It's you guys still caring and other people around the country caring whether they're good or not. 
that uh, that would get them out of the ACC quicker because those ratings numbers are huge. I, I bet when you go and add it all up at the end of the season, there might be seven teams ranked ahead of Florida State in total viewership. Um, and those will all be teams that play in the uh, – it'll be like Ohio State, Alabama, probably USC because they're good again. That's that's it. So that's that's the reason. Not 10 and 2 – it's what what kind of rating share are you getting? Which is the it's crazy, but it's the world we live in. So apparently that Louisville game, three point five overnight rating, three point five, the ninth highest for a Thursday night game on ESPN since two thousand. But it was a Friday night game. Maybe they messed up on their days. So uh, actually, never mind. That was from twenty fourteen. I just pulled up. <laughs> <laughs> I remember Why those days. Why would that be a result in 2022, huh? Why yeah. is that? Did you put, mind? you should go to your filter and where it says within the last 10 years, don't click that one. Go to the one that says like within, a, the, you know, the last, the last week. I, I looked at FSU ratings, Louisville ESPN. Maybe yeah. it'll be 2022. Uh, all right. It's going to give us a bunch of ESPN box yeah, score. You've screwed it all up. You've screwed it all up. But it was, it was the second most watched Friday night game ever. And Louisville wasn't ranked. Uh, you know that wasn't that's not a good Louisville team. Florida State wasn't ranked at the time. People still watch the game because it's Florida State, and that's what happens. Now, now they keep getting banished every other week to the ACC network, which isn't helping. But let's watch that FSU Clemson number next Saturday night. That'll be a huge number again. That's what you present to the SEC and the Big Ten and say, "Here, this is why you want us." Excited to see this pop up on my screen, man. Our guy Mark mm. M Adam C Z. You all know him. Give the man his music. Uh, Mark lives down in Naples. I've uh, I've seen him on the boards, but you know we're not going to press our guy about how things are going. But obviously, you know our thoughts with him and everybody down there in Southwest Florida dealing with uh, the aftermath of Hurricane Ian from last. The best week. news is obviously he's alive and able yeah. to do this, right? I mean that's yeah. it's scary stuff, man. Uh, and he's still throwing money at us. Incredible. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> Uh, we'll see if we can re reroute that with our. Hey, uh, by the way, shout out real quick to all of you guys last week when we did all the donations to Red Cross. I think we 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 raised about twelve hundred dollars, and then through Jeff's show on Friday, and then our happy hour show that Friday night before the Wake Forest game, um, I think we ended up raising almost close to nine or ten thousand dollars. That uh, every single penny went to the war chant. Went went. Sorry, yeah, every single penny went to war chant. Thanks, Kang. Gotcha. No, every every single penny went to the Red Cross um, so, to helping uh, the hurricane victims. And you look, man, it's going to be what billions of dollars in in yes. damage. So it's ten thousand dollars is a drop in the bucket, but it's what we can do to help. And we really do appreciate you guys uh, stepping up and and helping us with that because that's we're, we're trying to do. You know, we try to do as much as we could. Mike Norvell even saw you guys do it, so kind of uh, implied uh, the viewership of WarChant.com mm. here on these uh, sites and these shows that we do. So thanks, everybody. Mark says, hey, gentlemen, I'm checking in. It is a mess down here, but we're getting through it. No football question at the moment. Just really dislike NC State, and if we play well, I think we get a nice road win at the Wiz Palace. Stay dry up there, boys. You don't like his name? I thought his, his, his pretty good name, too. The Piz. Okay, I guess I can say Piz. The Piz the Palace. Piz. Yeah. All right, so walk me through. So, again, man. Thank I, you, I, Mark. Thank you very much, man. I, I really do hope you guys are, are doing well and getting through it and can uh, hopefully get your life back normal as soon as possible. Midtown office is open for you next week, by the way, Mark, if you want to come for the Clemson game, man. I'll yeah. shelter you up yeah. here, man. Yeah, Stephanie's got, a, Stephanie's got a house, too. Yeah. So, one of my buddies' house, 
who I went to high school with in college, he he listens to a lot of War Chant programming. Shout out House. And he would talk about, man, NC State, you know, the Wiz Palace, man. They're gross up there. I never, again, man, like, I never heard about the Wiz Palace or this sort of reputation that has Carter Finley Stadium until, you know, I joined WarChant.com and Gene would talk about it and his experiences up there. But, like, none of my other friends have ever mentioned any sort of reputation of NC State being just a gross place. And I guess apparently they might relieve themselves in bottles and then throw it at the the, the fans. Is this a real thing, Corey? Like, did you ever hear about this before War Chant? Is, is this a thing? No, I, yeah, I heard about it before I uh, uh, went to War Chant, but I don't know if I was hearing like a secondhand story from, you know, Gene told somebody, told Ira, and then Ira told me, or Jim Lamar told me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, apparently they're just animals. They are absolute animals in Raleigh, and you don't want to be anywhere near them. Um, you know, and you don't know with stuff like that how much it gets perpetuated over time. Um, like, you, you know, every fan base has crazy people. I, I'm, I have to imagine at some point in the last 45 years, a Florida State fan has thrown pee on a or tried to throw pee on a football player. Wow. I'm not I'm not advocating for it. I hope you haven't. I hope if you're watching the show and you did that, you turn us off. We don't want that kind of viewer and listener. But uh, I bet it has happened. So but yes, NC State, it's just it they're so no different sense. than the other North Carolina fan bases. Okay. Right. You know what I mean? They're right. just so different. They're not they're not picnicking on a hill or walking around a track like they do at Duke and in you know North Carolina they don't show up unless they think there's a basketball scrimmage. So the NC State really does care and they do have rabid fans. And you always give them a reason to be excited when you're in that building because you never play well. So they always either beat you or almost beat you. So every game is tense and down to the wire. It's a crazy thing. I, I think if you ask any college football fan not like necessarily an acc fsu fan. if you ask any college football fan like give me your 20 most intimidating environments i don't i don't think if you ask 50 if it was family feud and they're like you know we asked americans yeah. name the, the, the the most difficult college football stadium if you're like uh uh carter finley stadium steve harvey like carter finley stadium yeah. like nobody and for some reason though when we go up there when florida goes up there it's just a, a house of horrors for to, to use a cliche, and I don't and I don't understand it. It's what fits sixty thousand. Yeah, it's the it's it's shaped a weird way. It's very steep. There's no zero distance between your sideline and the in the in the bit in the like the wall the fans. It's like eight yards. Um, so it's just that, and they're it's usually a night game. I'm sure they're liquored up. They're also allowed to go out at halftime and drink some more. Um, so that always helps too. By the way, speaking of Family Feud, man, like you ever watch that show lately? It's it's a little this, risque now, man. It's the yeah. sexual innuendo is yeah. nuts. It's yeah. crazy. It's it just it's it questions like questions like oh we asked uh, we asked a hundred men give us another name for breasts. That's like what? This yeah, is yeah. Or we, we asked a uh, hundred women. I hate when my dad when my husband <laughs> does this to my behind. You know, and it's like oh we we were talking about making toast like. They they have all these crazy sexual innuendos that that aren't really, and it's like, man, isn't this a family show? Yeah. Why why are you talking about putting donuts in your mouth? Anyway, sorry, Mark. Awesome to hear from you, man. Uh, thanks so much for just being a dude, man. Um, it's awesome. Hopefully, yeah. We'll thank you very much, Mark. Again, we hope everything's going well, buddy. Hey, it's for show, everybody. It's all for right, show, man. Let's go. <laughs> 
$101 from Vishal. What up, Vishal? We met him and his son at, what was the name of the, the place in New Orleans? Howlin' Wolf. They were hanging yeah. out. Yeah. It was awesome. Yep. And they've been in Corner Pocket, too. Yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Correct. Gentlemen, you guys are the best. I'm going to hop off because I have to listen to you in the morning. That's that's discipline and dedication. Can't start my day without it. Hashtag be NC State. Hashtag, or rather go hashtag Knowles. Thank Vishal. you, Vishal. Thank you very much, man. That's very, very kind. Thank you. That's uh, Come back to Corner Pocket, man. I hadn't seen you the last couple, the couple shows. Come back up there. I might even introduce you to Jeff Cameron. Can you imagine that? Can you believe that? I might get to introduce you to Jeff Cameron. Certainly not Ira or Aslan, but Jeff Cameron will be there. Aslan, you were there the one time, I and I do appreciate it. Yeah. Which I was there because Tom Lang conned me into going up there to get a parking pass at Indigo. And guess what? I still got hit with a ticket. Oh, really? Yeah. I got to reach out to our guy, Jay, at Hotel Indigo. Man, parking people. Dude, I got an automated piece of mail through the U.S. mail in my post box. And they took two different photos of my car inside the garage at College Town. It's... It's a little bit unsettling that yeah. they go that limit and that length to, to ticket you for parking where you're actually able to park. But nonetheless, if it doesn't go through my appeal, I will use Vishal's money. Yeah. To, uh, All that money's going money. to NIL anyway. So you're it fine. Is. You're just paying for the next uh, the next great wide receiver here. Speaking of that, Matthew Ogle says, question, why are universities not just hiring elite recruiters that that's all they do? And they work for universities so that if you part ways with the head coach, your class won't fall apart. Well, I, I, I and I'm not trying to be um, critical of the question necessarily or the thought process. I don't think that's a bad idea three years ago when you are selling your university and you're selling your coach and you're selling your program. Maybe that helps, but man, let's be honest. Number one, these four-star, five-star kids want to go where they can go win games, play in front of a lot of people, and go to the NFL. And, and they're, they're not going to want to go play for a coach they have no relationship with. They're not going to be like, well, it is a pretty campus, and I did like the chemistry dean, the dean of the chemistry department, so I will stay. It's, it's, not, it's just not how that works. But moreover, you know, with NIL – Unless that elite recruiter is just the bag man, is that what if that's what you're talking about? I don't know how much that would necessarily matter. I, I just don't. Um, What's three, four you, years ago, I think that's a finite. It's something you could at least explore. But now, I think almost every, maybe even more so than coaches. Um, it, it's just you know, if you if one coach offers you forty thousand, somebody else offers you four hundred thousand. You know, it doesn't matter how elite recruiter is at that other school. You're probably going to go chase that four hundred thousand. Well, I think I think this question was kind of in the vein of why there's not a, a dedicated kicking coach. Like, why don't yeah. you just have the, an elite recruiter? And it doesn't matter how suave you are. Like, you need to get on the field. You need to get developed. You need to get paid. So there's no. There's but I no think he's talking like an elite recruiter that would go to like a high school and and be in the in the library for people to hear about the school itself and to come to the school and get because because an elite recruiter like a James Coley or somebody and elite because of you know he that's basically his job was his job at Florida state was to recruit. He's not going to be there if the coach parts ways. So that's why I thought he was talking about a university recruiter, like a recruiter yeah, for the still, actual university. So whatever. Oh no. I think he means for like an actual, your, your athletic department, like a football, like you would have James Coley, no matter if Jimbo officially like James Coley. Oh is, yeah. Florida state, he's going to stay Florida state no matter oh, what. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's not a bad idea. Year. As long as you give James Coley some money to dole well, out. 
that's well, not, that's, I mean, I get, I get that. That's not a terrible idea because you still have a connection with the school, and he's bound to stay at the school. Yeah, uh, stay with the program. I mean, San Antonio, Noel Lee, Corey, please ask Coach Norvell why he's not putting the effing ball in Johnny Wilson and Micah Pittman's hands, and why the f is he wasting those resources? It's time. <laughs> I would. Uh, I mean, look, they had 11 catches for 170 yards in that game, and they threw, I think Johnny Wilson had nine targets, nine or ten targets in that game, um, a couple down the field, the first play of the game, late in the game, where he seemed to be laboring a little bit. But, um, you know, look, I, I think I think maybe the biggest development we saw in that game, um, from a positive standpoint, other than Jared Burst coming back, is when they got into the red zone again on that final drive, and they didn't. They did something dumb on first. Not something dumb. Something unproductive on first down. They're like, you know what? We're just going to go throw it up to fourteen. Let's quit screwing around. Let's quit, quit trying to do read option from the six or the four, or whatever. We're just going to throw it up to fourteen and see if he can go and go make a play. That was the plan the whole time. It wasn't like they got a certain look and it's like, oh, Johnny might be open here. Like even the Rodemaker throw to Wilson in the end zone. Uh, that great catch in the corner. That's Johnny wasn't their first read. And you want to be like, well, why not? Why wouldn't he not be your – you Preston Daniel over the middle was your first read, and Johnny Wilson, that freakazoid out wide is your second read? That doesn't make any sense. So the fact that they did that their last time they got in the red zone after kind of fiddle-farting around the first four and a half games when they get in the red zone leads me to believe anyway they will start trying to use that weapon a little more inside the 10-yard line. Now he's got to go make plays, um, and really I'm not calling for the fade. Um, I hate the fade. Like that that catch that he made in Louisville, the Tate Rodemaker throw from the two or whatever. Yeah. The degree of difficulty on that is insane. It's a great throw. It's put in the only place it can be. And that's just an incredible catch. The one against Wake, I'm telling you, just lob it up to him middle of the end zone. Let him turn his back to the defender and box him out and catch it. He doesn't have to run by the defender. Let him get two steps into the end zone, turn around, jump up, and make a catch. Lob it to him. Um, and that's how that's I love that throw by Jordan. I hope they do it more often because yes, that's exactly what I would do. Our guy S Quinn 67 throws 14 bucks our way because that's Johnny Wilson's number. And he simply states oh, Johnny the avatar Wilson. Mm. Yeah, that was Kel. That's what uh, Kelvin Benjamin said. One of the BC defenders called him when they played in 13. I was like, man, you're like trying to cover avatar. Um, which is really funny. It's not. I guess it'll be a um, a more relevant reference here coming up soon. I think they're releasing some more Avatar movies coming up yeah. after twelve years or however long it's been. I saw somebody in the YouTube comments under the video of Johnny at practice today said uh, Bruno. He looks like Bruno Mars, like he could be Bruno Mars's brother. I could go with that. I can go with that. Oh yeah, facially, yeah, yeah. yeah he doesn't have the yeah, yeah. He does. I thought I was like, man, but is Bruno Mars taller than I thought? I thought Bruno Mars was like a little dancer guy. I got gotcha. you. Uh, Quantrell No says Aslan, we need more Norvell iconic brand drops since FSU is indeed an iconic brand. That's right. Ask you shall receive an iconic brand. Hmm. That's right. Amen, brother. Amen. Thanks, Quantrell. And thank you, hey. S. Quinn. Was it S. Quinn, right? That, yeah, that gave us the $14. Thank you very much. Hey, it's Rob Rathbone, everybody. He's got nothing to say, but he's got plenty to give. Rob, you're always there for us, buddy. Thank you, man. Thank you very much. Say something. <laughs> say something. Come on, man. Bark twice if you're in Milwaukee.
appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. Really do appreciate it. You're awesome, Rob. Uh, let's see what else we got here as we uh, go to the top of the hour here on Wake Up Word Chant Live, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, as well as DeLuna Coffee. Uh, Jay Blast, our guy in Daytona, Jay from Daytona. If FSU wins, I will make an appearance on the War Champ post game wrap up. See you in Raleigh. So, you going to be there in Raleigh, man? Awesome. That's, Aslan won't, but uh, Ira and I will be. Absolutely, man. You can, uh, well, we'd like you to cheer for us. Like we'll, we'll pay into the crowd and everybody will be cheering for us and then we'll, we'll start the show. Yeah, That's cool, bit. man. I hope you have a good time. I hope you don't get stuff thrown on you because apparently that happens in that stadium. Um, yeah, just it's uh, it's a late game, Jay, and your guy uh, has got to do a podcast that day, the next day. Just uh, Ira, Ira, just Ira will, will lay it all out there for you all. I will not. Um, yeah. So and you might be here. Time. You might be thinking, well, doesn't Corey have to do that same podcast later that day? But the difference is, all I do is sit here and yammer for fifty minutes, and then I go on my merry way. Like Aslan has to put it all up. Like he has to produce it. Put it all, you know, make sure you guys can see it and watch it and hear it. So he does a lot more work than I do. Well, most of it too is like uh, that eight hour drive the next day. Like, I don't, I mean, you you got, what is it, like five hours, four hours for you? Yeah, it's not close. It's five and a half hours to Atlanta or to my home. So it's up here. So it's not close to me either. So it, uh, it actually makes my drive two and a half hours longer by stopping in Atlanta, but got to see the kid. Got to see the kid. The Gerbs, Michael Gerber. We call him the Gerbs. If whoever our kicker is wins the game Saturday on a last-minute field goal, Aslan has a shotgun of beer. I feel like every every single one of us watching this right now, a part of this show, um, shotguns of beer. Yeah. Maybe yeah, shotguns. Just, can you shotgun a keg? No, you do a keg stand, though. You can do a keg stand or a rooster. One or the other. What's a rooster? You just – so, like, the, there's a tap on a keg. Like, a, like if yeah. like for the college party, like the, the tap, not like an actual, like, bar tavern one, but – you basically just put the tap in your mouth and you just keep running circles around the uh, the keg while you're drinking it, and then you just. Why, why are we so dumb as a society? Like, why? What's wrong with just drinking a beer? You can even drink it fast. Why do you have to get dizzy? Why do you have to make yourself intentionally dizzy or do a handstand? I don't know. Like, have, have, have you ever heard of uh, Edward Forty Hands? Like Edward Scissor Hands? Apparently, like it started schools up north. They'll duct tape 40 ounce bottles of like malt liquor or beer. Like they'll duct tape it to their hands. Yeah. And they got to drink it all to, like, to get them. It just, I, I mean, I can't, I don't have my gullet doesn't open like that, Gerber, to uh, shotgun a beer. But uh, how I about will, this, though? If that does happen, if Fitzgerald or another kicker kicks a field goal to win the game, like in the final minute, final 10 or 20 seconds, all of you guys film yourselves shotgunning beers and send them to us, and we'll retweet as many as we can. Um, I'll put a that, compilation video. I will put a compilation video together, too, of everybody, uh, yeah. Yeah, of, every, of all of you guys shotgunning beers, yeah. I, I, I And I, I'll do it. I'll go find a beer that night and shotgun it. I'll, I'll shotgun my uh, my water. I don't care. I'll shotgun it. I'll shotgun a whole Mio bottle. Just just squirting, grow, you know, crazy artificial sweetener all into my face. Uh, by the way, earlier, Drip King's TV said doesn't, Verse have to play another year of football. No, no, it's not. He no, is no. he is draft eligible. So, yep. so is Johnny Wilson. Yeah, Drip Kings is back. How far would FSU rank if they were to beat 14th ranked NC State, Corey? I would say they would get. Well, look. So if they win at NC, if they win at NC State, 
all of a sudden, it's just going to mean that NC State was overranked and not very good. That's how it works when you play in the ACC. It would not be viewed as the same win that Clemson just got credit for. That said, I I feel like they get to 21, 20, something like that. I would think they they jump seven or eight spots. Um, I, I would think. By the way, LSU is ranked 25th in the AP poll. Florida State um, is 28th, by the way, two days later, Corey. I finally looked it up. They are 28th thank in both. You, man. So they're ranked behind LSU. They have the same record and they beat them. Yeah. That's cool. Well, it's, uh, yeah, right. LSU had a great win at Auburn. That, that Auburn team is tough. I mean, they it was an incredible win. Um, it's crazy. Like the win at Louisville is as impressive as a win at Auburn. Um, but I, I would say, but it's the, the name, the name recognition. I would say you're jumping State to 21. Too. You're jumping to 21. A, they beat a ranked Mississippi State team. They're now ranked Mississippi State, but yeah, I mean, well, hey, Florida I, State beat a weird. Florida State beat a ranked LSU team. Yeah, I mean, I guess there's a like a statute of limitations. I'm always leery to talk about like the head to head when it comes to timing and a schedule because you know Florida State obviously in 2000 losing to Miami, uh, but still making it ahead of them in the BCS. Like I don't I don't feel guilty about that. I don't. Well, that was the computers, buddy. Yeah, but I, I I just don't like to be like, well, you know, we beat the, them head to head. Why are they ranked ahead of us? Like, well, hey, man. No, I mean, I just you, you oh. knew that was going to happen. LSU won at Auburn, even though Auburn isn't any good. Um, they get credit. They're about to fire their coach. It's still Auburn, so you get credit. You get credit for that. Didn't even look good doing it, but they 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 did win the game, so they get credit for it. But no, it doesn't matter. I mean, 25, 29, 33, yeah. 17, it, it really doesn't matter. I, I do think they would jump up. A, a road win uh, at NC State, who's 14th in the country, I would still, I think you'd get to top 20, 21. Yeah, well, you got TCU does play Kansas, so one of them is going to lose, and then they'll drop a little bit. Uh, so some some. Let's cross that bridge when we get there, gang. Let's cross it when we get there. Yeah, they'll they will be ranked. I, I will say they'll be in the mid 20s, like somewhere 22, 23, somewhere in there. So isn't that the high 20s? 23, 24. Okay. Right. <laughs> well, talk about mid twenties when we're talking about the the twenty five. There's only twenty five. You know, there's not thirty. I it's I got like, you. Okay, I got you. Sorry. That's why you love me, Aslan. I get. I, I I say stuff like that. I, I'm just a smart Alec. Jamal M. I am late, but I have a question. Why don't they slide Dennis Briggs inside, and Patrick Payton and Jared on the outside? That will take care of the middle. Well, they have done that some. Uh, I didn't look at the numbers uh, on Pro Football Focus, but they do break it down, like how many times you play in the interior or on the edge. And I think Briggs was I, – I felt like he was half and half. I think that – and Fuller even alluded to it um, when he talked to us on Monday that, you know, now what they're doing with Briggs, that's how he that's how he phrased it. So he is he has been moved inside more. Um, and look, I think, I, I think Peyton has played himself into the rotation now where it will be Peyton ver- on, on passing downs – Third and long, it really should be Peyton and Verse, uh, but it, it it will probably be um, the three man the three man rotation of Peyton, McClendon, and Verse the rest of the way at defensive end and in snaps that matter. Pulling that data up, oh, what happened, Aslan? You had it. Pulled up the wrong tab. I'll pull up the PFF stuff that Corey's talking about, which we have our disposal at WarChant.com, and Gene Williams does a stat bomb that he drops every Sunday over on the WarChant.com Tribal Council. So if we look here, Dennis Briggs. We'll go all the way over to um, alignment snap count. So he played 34 uh, at defensive line. Well, we know that. I thought it broke it down better. Oh, there it is. Keep going. Yeah. Yeah. 
relax, relax, big guy. Sorry. Uh, four in the B gap, two over a tackle, directly over a tackle, and then 28 outside of the tackle. So, Jamal, I apologize. They do do it. They did a little bit, but not nearly enough. And I agree with you. I, I would. Um, I don't know that it takes care of the middle because he's not a big defensive tackle. He's not Fabian Lovett. Um, he tried to slim down because he was going to try to be a defensive end. So he is a big defensive end. He's he's that great gray area where he's a bit he'd be a big he's a big defensive end and he's not a big defensive tackle. He's a he's he's a light defensive tackle and a heavy defensive end. Um, so it would be nice if he could if they could figure out what they're going to do with him and stick with it. Um, but yes, they definitely need him. I think. And his strength, because he is strong, they need him more on the interior than the uh, outside. Gator Kirk asks, what does the team respond to Norvell's chant of eyes up with? Can't determine the response from the recap videos. I went to Tampa two years ago when he was doing the whole tour of Florida during COVID, I think. So this, at least what he did with the children uh, was that he would say, when, when I say eyes up, I want you to say keep climbing. So he would say, eyes up, and then all the kids would chant, keep climbing. So maybe that's what he has the players say, like, keep climbing. But now, you know, not keep climbing, keep climbing. Because Keep more climbing's a hard thing to chant. Yeah. Like, it's not succinct at all. Like, eyes up, full hearts, can't lose. That stuff, yeah. that's easy to go. Eyes up, keep climbing's tough. Hey, uh, you asked. There it is. <laughs> Thanks, Rob. I appreciate it, man. Thank you again, buddy. $20 just to be a, a smart aleck. I love it. You're the best, man. That was great. That's right up my alley. That's my. You're speaking my language now, Rob. So Rob Rathbun came back, podcast listeners, and gave us another $20, and his comment was simply something. In all just, caps, yeah. yeah. Just the seven letters or whatever it is. No, eight letters. Eight, nine, nine letters. Nine, nine letters. Terrible. You got it. Terrible. We're winding uh, just, down. Right, what was, what was the, the last comment you, po you popped up there before I jumped in and put Rob up there? Thanks, bud. Josiah, by the way, backstage, producer extraordinaire, making things run on time, deleting the spam comments mm. out of there. Thank you, Evan Josiah. Ferguson, uh, Evan Ferguson, query, Keziah Holmes, allowed to practice, question mark? I mean, you can answer that. Yes, I yes, he is. He's out there. He's practicing. He's usually in a black. I think he's been wearing six. He's usually in a black scout jersey. But yeah, he can't play this season. So, uh, But he's out there practicing, but he cannot play for Florida State. So. It's not a bad look for the defense to get a, a, a scout team like scout team running back like that. Right. Uh, Gregory Miranda, our guy, by the way, he was saying feed Micah Pittman, Pittman all damn day. What do the black jerseys, jerseys in practice mean? It's it's scout guys. So uh, a little two for one right there. Yeah. And what's what's troubling about that is there was a there was a um, was a cornerback that made a, a few really nice plays for the scout team defense on uh, Tuesday. And, but he's wearing the number of the wake, or sorry, the, the NC State corner. So he's wearing number three, a black number three, because he's trying to pretend to be the NC State corner that they'll be facing. And so I have no idea who it was. And there's there's a lot of dudes out there in black, man. Um, a few in green, too, but a lot of them in black. And they'll make a play, and you have to like, who was that again? Who was that? Like, you have to really go do some work and figure out who it was if you want to write about them. And I'm lazy, and I didn't go figure it out. But hey, man, number three, if you're watching this, whoever you are, great job on Tuesday. Shout out to Michael Y. Uh, throwing $9.99 our way. Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Simply just wants to add, go Knowles from Chickamauga? Chickamauga? Uh, Chickamauga, I think. Chickamauga, Georgia. 
Shout out. I'm not quite familiar where that is. I think it's the mountains. Um, so north of me, but it sounds like a mountain town, doesn't it? It does. Uh, I'm with San Antonio, Noel Lee. Call me crazy, Aslan, but I want to see Johnny and Micah each get about 20 passes a game. The other receivers can have the crumbs. Mm. Okay. All right. I'm cool with it. I'm cool with it. I wouldn't, I don't know if I'd be very popular. I mean, Ron Dugans might be like, I got some guys that are upset. So, but uh, I do like the, uh, the. Well, I will say this there were a couple of moments. Uh, and again, Mike Norvell's alluded to it. You know, Johnny's not 100%. So they, they don't necessarily maybe want to run him out there or he's been working through some things, is how Norvell phrased it. Um, you know, so, so he, he can't be on the field the whole game. And look, man, when you're running 70 plays, it's just hard to ask receivers to run full speed for 70 plays, especially if you like your backups. But there were a few instances in that game in very pressurized moments and in, in important plays where I, I told Ira, I like, I, I think I might have 14 on the field right here. This might be a time for 14. Um, so, yeah, I, I don't totally disagree. And William McMillan with a super sticker, which our folks watching us on YouTube can see, but we, we don't know what it looks like, but they usually look cool. I go back and check it out every now and hmm. then. Nice. Thank you, William, for the super, the cool super sticker. Thank yeah. you, buddy. Uh, also, our guy Wes, sorry that he missed us at Indigo. He told Gene to say hello, which he relayed word from uh, Wes. Okay, nice. Uh, next trip will try to catch us. Safe travels for those going to Raleigh. Thumbs up, support to Luna and the CP. Go Knowles. Amen, Wes. Amen. Amen. Listen to Wes. Smart guy. That's right. All right. We made it. That is a wrap for the show. We'll be back with a Friday podcast. This is your Thursday podcast. Thanks for joining us here live on Wednesday night. We will post the Renegade Express threat soliciting your questions over on the warchant.com tribal council around midnight. Uh, and then we're going to lock it up at noon. So you got a nice 12 hour window there to, to get your questions in. And we'll do our best to answer them and then answer as many of them as we possibly can. Thank you, everybody, for being involved in the show. Thanks to our producer, Josiah, back there. Thanks to you folks asking your questions, keeping it fueled. Thanks to William McMillan, Michael Y., Rob Rathbun, our guy S. Quinn, Vishal, Mark, shout out Naples, stay strong, Joel Davis, Stand Chris up. Vickers, and uh, Aaron P. So thanks to everybody there. And again, thanks to all of you for watching. You can subscribe to WarChant.com for only 10 bucks for an entire year. So It's crazy. Uh, it's crazy. All, people like Joe, the, the generosity that we get for this show, maybe that leads us to be so crazy and stupid with our our su subscription deals, right? Maybe, maybe. Yeah. Uh, for Corey, I'm Aslan. Jeff Cameron show one to three o'clock on Thursday and Friday. War Chant Report will be dropping probably Thursday morning. And uh, that pregame show with Jeff and Tom starts at seven o'clock on Saturday. War Chant Game Day presented by Zaxby's. For Corey, I'm Aslan. Thank you for watching. Wake up, War Chant. Live presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill and DeLuna Coffee. Have a great one, everybody. Throw some deuces, Corey. Please.